I am John, Whoopi impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. I have Chris Visions, I like walks on the beach, sunsets, poodles. What's up, everybody? Morphin Time. Hi, I'm Rick Remender. Rob, the artist. Hey, everybody, how are you doing? Hey, I'm Mr. Priscilla. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano. Robbie Amell. What's up, guys? Today, I have special guest, Mike Selinker. You do indeed. We're working on Black Science. Bob McLeod, creator of the New Mutants. I've been working for Marvel and DC Comics for the last 40 years. Brian Herbert. About a year ago, I've got a, a Twitter site. I couldn't get my own name. Somebody took my name. <laughs> and we have special guest, Gus Lopez. Oh, hey, guys. I'm thrilled to be on. Robin Hobb is here. Working on a trilogy called The Fits and the Fool. Libio Raimondelli. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm a big Transformers fan, G1 fan myself. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hello everybody out there and welcome back to the Super Awesome Geek Show. I'm John and today I've got a special guest with me, Jake. And Jake's going to tell us about holographic comics. Something He's doing something that no one has ever done before. Hollow comics. Jake, why don't you tell us a little bit about it and what you got going on here? Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on the show. And um, so essentially, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I've started a, a company that's, that's uh, derived on creating not only holographic comics, but VR comics as well. Um, but holographic is, is for me the future and so i'd like to like to kind of promote that as much as possible and um and there's just a lot that can happen with it um the comic that i made is called maldacena a mirror for the real um and uh the title is actually derived from uh mel juan maldacena who has like the com most complete theory for the holographic principle of the universe um, so there's a little bit of a context and background within the title itself. Um, but essentially, it's, uh, it goes from a two-dimensional perspective um, on a two-dimensional planet. And then um, the main the protagonist ends up getting, uh, getting warped into a uh, three-dimensional or four-dimensional, if you will, universe called the real and uh it's it's within that that she discovers some uh, some very uh daunting and haunting prospects um about and but i'm not going to give it away but yeah 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 so it actually like the comic itself is mm. actually three-dimensional and holographic right Yes, yeah, the entire the entire comic book and i would actually argue that it's four-dimensional just because of the because it's actually what's 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 amazing about holography in general and and also this this uh, the way that I created the book I guess um, is that I really wanted to emphasize the fact that uh, holography comes into our spatial temporal existence and that's 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 what I think is most important and most unique about about doing this is, is there's 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 something coming into our our realm our temporal space and the the actual interaction between the the reader and the and the content is is actually a lot different than vr or just regular comics in general um so yeah i'm looking forward to making more that's for sure <laughs> cool <laughs> Where do you see this going? Like, what do you, what's your hopes for this? Your dream, you know? Yeah. So essentially, I mean, and we've we've briefly discussed this before, and it actually it harkens back to the uh, the spatial temporal aspects of of everything that I was just talking about. I'm I just I have this this vision of the tactile coming out of the digital you know and and i and i guess in a way that that's something that that can't really truly happen um 
but with holography, at least you can have the that spatial temporal aspect, which actually brings something something from somewhere else. Um, and what we call it is an extra diegetic space. So something that's coming from 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 beyond, if you will, and coming into our space. Um, and um, yeah, so so I guess that's that's what I would I would say. It, the the prospects of of those of of the holographic comic specifically i think there's i think there's a lot that can be done um and i think i think it it, it very well could be a, a sort of if you know if if we're lucky it, it could it could very well and if it's also more available to consumers it could also be um um just something that uh Something that that uh, let's see. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hold on, I just lost track. Hold on a minute. Yeah. So yeah. So if it's, I think, I think the the best part about it would be if holography became more consumer friendly, and we could see, we could see, you know. Kind of like if you bought an iPad, right, and you're you're or a Kindle or something like that, you know, making the holographic display more consumer, you know, monetary wise, um, as far as money is concerned, providing it at a cheaper price would be very beneficial and actually open it up to to more people. Um, but but as far as the the conceptual aspects of it and the prospects of of just the future of digital comics, um, I, I definitely want to get some feedback from your fans um, and on on what their thoughts are. Um, just because VR comics are actually, you know, they're quite interesting. I mean, I don't know if you if you've seen any of Madefire's VR comics. I, I haven't. I, I I'm just getting into just touching on some of these VR comics and even motion comics to begin with, like. Like yours, from when I was looking at it, it reminded me of a motion comic, but I'm sure if you look at it on the right setup, that's when you get the three-dimensional holographic sort of feeling, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and like, like thinking of this, do you do you have special software that you, you you have to look at it with, or do you have an app you download, or you just use it on an iPad? Like, how do people see the holographic part of your comic? You know. Yeah, so there's a the, the device that I utilize and uh, create create with and create the content for, um, and actually the the application was just published on their their app library, um, so it's open to the public now for free. You know, I'm not not okay, charged. Um, but you do need the device. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So based and the device is called the Looking Glass Display, um, and it's. I wish with me, but essentially it's about this big. Uh, well, bigger than that, about that big. But there's also, you know, other sizes that are much bigger that you can get. Um, and once you have that device and it's plugged in, you download their app library, and you can, you know, play games on it. You can watch uh, holographic. Uh, I guess people are just because I'm, I'm just kind of growing within the the new newly found holographic community and there's this one guy that's making a trying to make film with it which is insane because you need yeah 46, wow there's 46 cameras that you need minimum to <laughs> to render you know to render the the the, the images that you that you want to present because you need you know that's the those are the, that's kind of like the amount of uh, of an angle that you need in order to kind of be able to look around things and you know like see around like let's say like in part of my comic there's a mountain and uh, you're able to just like go like this and you can see around the mountain which is which which is something that that in itself just blew me away like when I first saw it and started playing with it yeah you know? that's but, cool because because like I was saying from what from what I can see, from what I can witness, looking at it on a regular iPad or something, it um, it looks like a motion comic. But I want to get the device so I can see the 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 depth of what you've created. You know. 
Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, you can go on the uh, the lookingglassfactory.com, I believe it is, uh, website. And, uh, and, you know, that's where you can kind of get the product or whatever you want. But, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an amazing device. I mean, it's based off of a, basically the material aspect. If you just want to talk about the materials in general, it's a giant block of lucite or uh, plexiglass, if you will, but a very, very, you know, well-cured <laughs> version of Yeah, plexiglass. yeah. Like super clear. Um, so actually, you do have to be careful not to not to clean it with something that's a little rough because it's technically, it's not glass, so it's not as resilient, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, but uh, and then you have a steel frame around the loose site um with uh, there's a bunch of buttons underneath that that uh, that you can program to do certain things for me because i was the 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 hollow comic um meldasna mirror for the real i didn't want the controls to be too difficult because the whole purpose of me creating the comic book was to kind it was kind of a study on immersion and engagement with a holographic display so I wanted to keep the controls very simple so essentially people just press one and two on their keyboard and then uh, they can interact with certain uh, features with their mouse and cursor yeah um, and that that in itself uh, and then eventually I've also I also programmed this thing and you'll see it in the in the beginning of the video uh, I have a video up on my blog at um, hollowcomics.com and basically you can uh, you can see in the beginning I have this thing called a leap motion which which uses all fingers um, and I programmed it in a way to which you float your hands above this so eventually I am actually going to be making something like tactile in a way, you know, like you can actually grab things and, and there's already, you know, apps on the looking glass library that do that. So it's something that's feasible. And, um, but yeah, you, you'll see, uh, uh, once, once people watch the video, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, but I didn't use it throughout the entirety of it because of not everybody's going to have that device. And yeah. I want to keep, you know, again, I wanted to keep things simple. Um, and then uh, as far as software is concerned, because obviously there's a bunch of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty intense. But it uses, I utilize the Unity game engine um, in conjunction with C-sharp uh, coding. And, but I also did a ton of hand drawing. So... And that's where, so in the beginning, you'll see it's purely two, two and a half D, because they are layered two-dimensional things that I put in there. Yeah. Um, and eventually, the the drawings, the actual hand drawings kind of dissipate, and then, and also there's more color that's introduced, so it, it slowly kind of gets into... I don't the real, if you will, which is you know, which is that universe that that the story ends at. Yeah. Uh, so but, the uh, reader, the reader is kind of diving into this holographic three or four dimensional world at the same time as the protagonist is going through the story and entering that realm as well. Yeah, yeah, that's and and the other part of it that that I didn't really plan on, which was interesting. To me, at least, I don't know if other people find this interesting, but <clears throat> the the fact that you're the surface you're looking at and looking at this content through is reflective. So you're seeing your environment inside of this, you know, inside of this block, and you're also seeing your face within it while there's a virtual object in your space which is it's, so it's a very strange dichotomy and juxtaposition as you know from a philosophical standpoint um <laughs> but but man yeah when you but that's a very good way to put it diving in because a lot of the compositions are super central and you know you know hyper vortex warping you know 
crazy things. So, <laughs> and uh, there's all this. There's one particle effect that I that I uh, that I assembled. Um, it's basically like a bunch of these weird um, aggregating worm things, and they kind of like pop in and out of the frame, and you know, so. There's just a lot of spatial spatial tactics I use to make it more engaging, and it's fun. Wow, nice, cool, yeah. yeah. Whoa, <laughs> you're kind of blowing my mind a little bit here. This is like interesting stuff. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like I'm just going like take this another couple steps further into the future, and you might be able to be sitting in your room with the holographic characters right in front of you sort of like they're in your environment but not necessarily in your environment you know like yeah. an environment almost like an environment from the comic or the story whatever element you're watching in this holographic you know could be projected into your living room you know so it's like and you can kind of move around it like if you take this another step forward into the future yeah it's like yeah. you're right on the cusp of something that's um just coming into people's imagination you know just yeah you, you get what i'm trying to say there oh yeah i know what you're saying yeah and there's this thing um about um <clears throat> uh like uh there's this guy uh theory groenstein and he he does a lot of like studies on like comic scholarship you know he's a scholar of comics let's say um and he talks about this thing called paralanguage where and where like the reader is just so connected to the narrative of one single character i mean to to have that character in your space would make that term that much powerful you know yeah um, it actually could lead to some very strange things <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because some people really love their characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like it's like you're 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 delving into the future of digital comics. We have digital comics today that are pretty much just scans of the comic book itself. And then they do have a little bit of motion they, they they allow you to go from panel to panel. You can see each panel blown up on your iPad, basically the size of the iPad or the iPhone, whatever you're looking at. And so it is a little bit different the way you interact with a digital comic today as opposed to a hard copy paper in your hands comic book, you know? Yeah. But what what you it sounds like what you're doing is you're taking that digital comic and going one step further. Like, it's almost like saying, well, since it's digital anyways, why stick to the traditional flat image, piece of paper, balloon bubble wording, and let's, you might as well take it another another step. Let's make it three-dimensional. Let's make it holographic. Let's make it, you know, interactive, you know, in a sense, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, and uh, hopefully the connection is still good. Connection good? Yeah, I'm fine. So just told me my connection was bad. Um, yeah, so essentially, yeah, so I would be taking it <clears throat> one step closer, if you will, um, to or one one step beyond what it is, and hopefully multiple steps. Um, you know, as as technology progresses, um, and I've actually been thinking about making my own hardware for comics specifically and have that be a part of the the actual company that i'm that i'm trying to to start up um and uh and and through that i mean there's there's a lot of possibilities especially when you're making your own hardware because you're you're in control of everything but you know yeah yeah uh, but uh but yeah, the, as far as you know, as far as the future of digital comics go, it, it's really, it's. <clears throat> I think it's. I think it's start. At, it, we're at the stage where it's starting to define itself, and it's it's starting to ask for more. You know, um, I mean, I love comicsology and and Madefire and all those all those you know yeah. uh, 
well, everything that they provide digitally, I think it's great. Um, and it's, uh, but, but it's, uh, but yeah, there needs to be more immersion, more engagement, I think, as far as, because it, you know, the, the goal at the end of the day is to, you know, have people listen to what you have to say as an illustrator and as a writer. And the 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 thing that 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 I want is also to to have something more physically engaging as well, um, and that that could be done with VR. But the thing about VR is you don't have that spatial temporal aspect. You know, I mean, the VR device obviously you're you're in it, you're in that world, right? Yeah. But the isn't in your space you're going into that space whereas with holography it's coming into your space but it's also its own world you know yeah well that's yeah. kind of what i mean about like bringing it right into your living room yeah as, a, as opposed to you putting on the goggles and you're entering that space you know yeah, it's, yeah. that's kind of what i was getting at you know yeah it's something else to see it standing in front of you by your coffee table you know <laughs> Yeah. As as opposed to like you putting on the goggles and entering this entire VR world, you know. Yeah, and and actually in that regard, like in a way, like because <clears throat> because you're not utilizing a wearable device, it, it in a way like, it it has potential. Obviously, it's not there yet, but it has potential to be more like the physical comic that we're used to, you know. Um, in a very strange way. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be the same, but but as long as it's outside of 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 you know, and we we're viewing it as a window, yeah, viewing it as a as a an immediate participant, um, we are a participant. So in virtual reality, I see that more as okay, you're an immediate participant, where you're 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 in that world, whereas. When we're reading a, a a beautiful comic book that smells amazing, you know, just that smell, <laughs> like you know, yeah, 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 God, like yeah. with the goo and the, oh my god, and each, you know, and it just gets smellier and smellier as the as the <laughs> as the years go by, and it just, I love it, you know, that's yeah. something that digital comics can't do, and it's really upsetting. Well, yep. you need you need smell vision. <laughs> yeah, smell vision. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it'd be, you know, it'd be great if we had if we had like a, I could just kind of have a little diffuser on the holographic device that just kind of mists. Some yeah. Mist, some uh, some comic book stench. Mist, oh. mist out some old old comic book. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's something that yeah. defines a really good comic book store. Like, there's some, yeah. there's some comic book stores that I go into, and it's just like going into a Toys R Us or a toy store. You don't get, and you don't get that experience, you know. Yeah. But you go into one of those really old comic stores where there's just boxes of, like, those white boxes of comics stacked yeah. floor to ceiling. The yeah. guy who owns it's been there for 60 years. He has no <laughs> clue what's in half the boxes anymore. <laughs> you know, and it's like, that's the kind of store I like. It's like oh, usually jammed in somewhere in a plaza that's like the, the store has outgrown its space. So everything's just yeah. kind of crammed in there. and oh, You can yeah. barely walk through it. You got to just, <laughs> and you got to dig for everything. <laughs> yeah. Those are the stores I like. And, and that's oh, kind of what. Yeah. That's my there's there's one down here. It's my favorite store and the one I go to all the time. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to visit. <laughs> <laughs> but this, yeah, if you when you come down when you come down to go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, because yeah. you're gonna come down and come with me some one of these days. Um, I'll take you over to that comic shop, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I'll take you to the the one the other one that I really like because they got a ton of vintage and old toys. So oh, there's. We've got both styles here. We've got the old comic book store that I love, and we've got the giant, like newer, modern-looking store with all the retro toys. From yeah. I mean, they've got all the Ninja Turtles, all the Transformers, all the GI Joes, Star Wars, going all the way back. Man, it's great. It's <laughs> a treasure trove right there. Yeah. But um, what I was going to get into here was this kind of brings us into the difference between what what people might feel between digital. 
and the physical paper copy of a comic book. Like I myself am very big into having, I still get the issues every week. You know, every Wednesday I go and I get the individual issues. I'm not a subscriber to digital comics. I like the idea because for like Marvel and DC and stuff that have been around for so long, I could subscribe to their digital service and I can go all the way back to the beginning and read the stuff that I otherwise would never be able to get in my hand, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. so I like that aspect of it. You can go back and read Iron Man number one. You could read Fantastic Four number one. Pardon me, sorry. Yeah. You know, Fantastic Four number one. You know, it's going to be rare that you're going to get a Fantastic Four number one in your hand. It's going to be rare yeah. that you're going to get a reader's copy of amazing what was it amazing fantasy or whatever that had spider-man's first appearance you know yeah yeah, yeah. you know you're not going to get one in your hand that you can actually read you're gonna have to touch it with white gloves and look at it in a museum you know (laughs) it's like you know you're not gonna want to you're not gonna want to put pizza grease from your fingers on a fifteen thousand (laughs) dollar copy Yeah. But, you know, so I like that aspect of digital comics. It gives you the chance to look at those things that you otherwise would never dare to read. But at the same time, I'm one of those guys that have been collecting comics for so long that, like, I have every single issue Thor has ever been in, you know, from his first appearance till today. I have every Avengers comic ever made. I'm missing four Avengers comics to have every single one. You know, um, I've got all the Iron Mans from number one till today even i even got back to some of his like journey into or what was it um journey in the mystery or no, no that that's thor tales yeah. of suspense i think or something like that yeah was yeah, it was, yeah that's the one yeah iron man right yeah i've even got most of those so it's like i've got most of iron man's complete journey you know from the beginning till till now oh, so gosh. it's like i'm one of those collectors that i look at my collection and i go if I stop getting Amazing Spider-Man as an issue, my collection is not going to be complete. If I switch to digital, <laughs> if I switch to digital, there's going to be a stop in my physical comic collection. Yeah, yeah, it's so, sad. <laughs> so I can't, I can't switch to digital yet because I want that to be complete. The whole industry has to stop making paper comics for me to stop collecting paper comics. You know. That's kind of yeah. that's kind of where it's got to get to. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. I don't know if it should or should not. I have no idea. But I'm just saying that for myself, personally, as long as there are paper ones, I'm going to collect the paper one. Yeah. And uh, But I'm not opposed to digital, you know. And I, I see the value in it, like I said, by being able to go back and read things that you're never going to be able to read or things that, be, that you might have in your own collection that you don't dare to open up because you're at oh my gosh, what if I rip it this time while I'm looking at it? You know, that's so easy to accidentally rip one of those old comics, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or, or like I said, I got pizza grease on it. What am I, you know, (laughs) I don't, I don't recommend eating pizza with any of your comics, even (laughs) modern ones, but I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, you know, (laughs) my, my Iron Man number one definitely has some kind of something on it. (laughs) Yeah. It's beat up. Yeah. But you know what? I like having it. As long as I have it, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, mine was a goodwill find. I found it at a goodwill for $3. I actually asked the guy, I was like, you got this comic sitting here. How much do you want for it? And he's like, I don't know, what, three bucks? And I was like, all right, I'll take it. Oh. Yeah. When was that? When was oh, it? Oh, it was like four or five years ago. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so it's fairly recent. It was when I was living in Seattle, yeah. Oh, my God. You you lucky. I don't even know it's, what to call you. <laughs> and like I said, because it was a good goodwill find, it's not beautiful, but the cover's fine. I mean, yeah. the, the color's good. It's There's no rips or tears on it. Nice. So I was like, as long as the front looks good, I'm happy with it, you know? <laughs> That's <laughs> but, awesome. But yeah, yeah, clearly it's been read and used, you know? But, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. But, you know, so what's your take on something like that? What do you think between digital and, and physical comics? Because I know you collect, you kind of do both, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm mainly, I'm mainly physical, um, but... Since I've been traveling and, you know, I'm in Edinburgh, Scotland now, so, you know, I can't bring 
my beautiful stench of comics into my life with me, unfortunately. But, but, uh, but yeah, so I've been relying on digital lately. Um, but I've been picking up a couple things. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, uh, and by the way, there's some strange British independent comics out there right now. That's been, <laughs> that's been fun to collect. Yeah. I don't know how I'm getting them home, but somehow, but yeah, so as far as collectability goes, um, that's something that I've been struggling with with digital is there's no system in place that says because think about print right and print has a finite number so yeah printing of it or a third printing you know what I mean yeah uh, like you know when uh, any comic book when they first come out they make a certain number that you know supply and demand type of thing um and then that's what that's what makes it collectible is the fact that there's a limited there's a finite number of that first run um and that's what people are trying to get um so my way of tackling that issue i think um is to make a make a platform where there's a finite number of a product um so essentially what you would do is you would buy this digital uh it could be an ebook that 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 we have on our platform it could be a holographic com a hollow comic could be a vr comic um and but just allowing a certain number to be purchased individually so essentially you would anybody would still have access if they have a subscription but they don't they would not technically own that comic book right so the the way that i'm thinking of doing it is just to have it so that people can purchase the comic book if they want um to be a sole you know an, an owner of that one particular copy um and uh, and only have a finite number of of that you know did and then you know somehow integrate some other aspect of collectability as well maybe something physical like you were like you were suggesting uh when we were talking casually about it the other day um having some kind of uh just something that that says you know you own this this thing right um but uh i don't know that's uh, what do you think about that like the like having a finite number i mean is that is that is that a good way of, of going about it as far as actually purchasing the comic well, I have heard of that method before. People come up with a finite number of downloads, in a sense, for that particular item. You know, whatever it is—a movie, a book, a comic, or anything. Yeah. And uh, and then when that number of downloads has been reached, they say they're not going to issue any more. But yet, it is available on a service that you pay a monthly fee to for those that don't want it. But the, the difference, though, is there's always something added to the downloadable one that you can't get on the free monthly pay-by-month service. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, say for a comic, maybe you get one or two extra pages of a backstory or something to fill out the character in a way that you get on the download that you don't get in the regular version that's that's for free on the yeah, monthly I... on the monthly service plan you know yeah um the other thing too might be like i think what you were getting at is that jake and i were texting back and forth prior to this he had a few questions about digital comics and what could bring an extra value to them and i had said well what if you have like something where every 10 issues if you purchase the 10 issues there's some giveaway that you get extra at the end of that you know yeah so yeah. so almost like a punch card in the real world but it's like a digital punch card so if you or if you buy 10 issues you get a bonus issue or you get like um some wallpapers or downloadable skins for your for your pad or your phone yeah. or you know something you know a holographic background for the light box whatever you know like something interesting that comes as an extra for being a loyal customer for that long or something you know what i mean oh uh, yeah yeah i think that would be one of the better ways to go about it but i'm, I'm definitely interested to to and you know just kind of throw it out there to all your fans and see what they think as well you know um 
yeah no this is uh and it's that's one of the major issues i think with digital comics is that tangibility and collectability yeah uh, see i'd be i'd be interested to see what how many other people out there that are listening feel one way or the other about digital versus paper copies like are you a diehard paper copy guy do you want to have all those issues in your collection like i do or is that something that's dying is that going away is that just because of my age that i'm that way and anyone who's coming up on these digital comics as new like they're fresh into the into the into the comics like are they just thinking i don't need to collect and have the issues the digital's just fine you know and I don't see anything wrong with either one. I'm just saying what I'm just posing the question, I guess, in a sense to everybody out there listening. What do you prefer and why? And what are your reasons for either hanging on to paper or letting go of paper and being all digital? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We talked about collectability, tangibility, and the, the way the holograph works and things yeah. like that yeah yeah so uh i guess jake there's only a couple other little things here i wanted to uh first off you mentioned that you're in scotland i wanted to say you know like um i for one think it's amazing all the different places you've gone and studied art i mean you were in italy you've done stuff here in the states like just give a quick little background about yourself and all the various places you've studied art because you've had them a fantastic career as far as i'm concerned in the art world you know well i mean i, <laughs> I wish <laughs> i don't know about fantastic but but yeah as far as yeah uh so originally i mean i don't know like since i was three years old i guess you know i was always drawing and painting and you know doing doing these uh visual doing anything visual art related um i remember one time uh I got in trouble for drawing naked ladies in the second grade, <laughs> uh, but but I just kept doing it because uh, the art teacher uh, at the elementary school um, told the told the principal that that the naked ladies are art and that I should be allowed to draw them. So <laughs> I just kept. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, wow. kept, yeah, all my friends loved it too. You know, I'd give them away. You know, um, <laughs> but. You know, um, and uh, so that was that was interesting. So yeah, that that's the highlight of my career right there. But <laughs> they, they call no, that but, they call that classically trained from birth. You know, <laughs> see, exactly classic. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> <But>, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then just kind of eventually kind of grew into uh, me being obsessed really i mean i think in uh, around high school i would you know i basically just paint uh paint and draw. yeah pretty much non-stop right yeah yeah um so i kind of achieved I, I feel like i kind of that was the time that i really you know kind of started to to make things that were actually in my head like and they would come out just as i wanted them you know um and then uh yeah and then i went uh went to the maryland institute college of art in baltimore um and studied i uh, got a bfa in painting <clears throat> and uh, after which i ended up uh, or actually during which i uh, i ended up going to italy for for a while um, to a place called Monte Castello in uh, Umbria, Italy. And it's basically this castle on a mountain that they just turned into a village. Um, so it's so and, and speaking of smells, uh, that that place <laughs> had a very interesting smell. Um, and, and, uh, and and also I was just fascinated by by the walls um like inside and out if if you if you ever get a chance to go to this place just the the amount of paint that's been painted over top of paint over top of paint like just throughout the years it's just beautiful the, the textures themselves are just amazing oh wow they really like can you still hear me all right 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's okay. Cool. Oh, okay. So yeah, a lot of people they want you know they they would be painting the the landscape you know the the you know which is gorgeous mountains and fields and you know big hay hay barrels or whatever you want to call those um i'm not a farmer so i don't know what they call i guess hay bale is the right term um <laughs> the big round ones right the big old round things and then some yeah. some there's some of them that were just mounds which those were the ones that i really loved just the mounds of hay um, I actually got chased by a rabid dog while I was there. Oh, wow. so, yeah, well, there you go, there you go. That was that was an experience. Never had that happen. Uh, You're living yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So, so the thing is, you know, everybody else was painting this, and you know, I'm, I I also painted and drew this gorgeous landscape, but I just became fascinated with the walls inside the castle. So, I, majority of the time, I was just completely obsessed with the texture of the walls so it, yeah. i ended up buying a lot of walls <laughs> um, I, I get that i get that there was a time where like we were out at the beach or on this cliffside you know with this beautiful landscape and everybody who's got their cameras is out there taking pictures of the sunset and the water and this beautiful landscape and i'm zoomed in real close getting pictures of the rocks the detail yeah. on the side of the because they had like streaks in it or water drippings or something it just looked yeah. so surreal that i was like i want to get right up close in there and you know so my camera's focused on the minute details of these rocks and Everyone yeah. else is looking at the wide landscape, you know. <laughs> it's very, so I get, I get where you're coming from, you know. Yeah, it's very Hegelian, you know. Like uh, it's just, I'm so anything that's phenomenological from textured point of view. I'm, I, I just love it. Um, but the, but yeah. So that kind of, uh, once, once I got through that period, um, I ended up having to take a two-year break because of um, some super bad. Uh, uh, trials and tribulations, um, but I came back uh, strong and graduated, um, and uh, ended up uh, ended up uh, then just uh, going right into the art world in Manhattan. Um, did a bunch of stuff with uh, with a man named Michael Zelahowski, and he's uh, he was with Ethan Cohen at the time, who founded I or he. Ethan Cohen found the guy Ai Weiwei, which a lot of people know Ai Weiwei um, as, as an artist. Um, not everybody, but, but he's definitely a strong name. Um, and, um, and then uh, after that, um, I decided that, you know, from just being an assistant to an artist wasn't really what I wanted, you know, uh, from, from myself. And, and I knew that a lot of good could come out of it individually uh, for my art as well. Um, but my interests just weren't in it, in it, and I didn't really like the community, I guess. Um, so I just kind of stepped out of it and uh, ended up uh, actually just doing commissions and freelance work for a number of years, and then uh, eventually uh, just uh, went 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 to went to Scotland, which is where I'm at now, and I've I have finished that and. Uh, I'm going to be graduating with a master's in design and digital media. And, uh, and then, and then, I mean, now I have a, a company that I'm starting. So that's yeah. the quick run through. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's fascinating to me just because you've gotten to see so much of the world in your, in the time that you've been on this world, you know, like it's, it's, um, that's a real treasure. It's a treat, Yeah, you know, to, to be able to have that, with your education and, and being able to go around the many places if you've gone and get influences from so many different cultures. You know what oh. I mean? Like you've, you've said you've got like the Boston culture, but you've got the New York city culture. You've got an Italian aspect to you. And then now the Scottish, all that stuff has to come in and influence you in different ways that you probably would never expect, you know? Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm really grateful for, you know, that I was able to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, luckily, uh, one of the main reasons why I was able to do this is because I, uh, I, I got a, a bunch of, a series of scholarships to, to, uh, that supported me throughout the undergrad, the undergraduate degree. Yeah. Um, 
which which obviously preserved some some money for for doing those extra things and and now you know coming to scotland um so so i'm fortunate but i mean it took a lot of hard work you know to get this to get that funding you know oh yeah yeah in many ways i kind of missed out on on a lot of normal teenage fun i guess you know if you want to call it that (laughs) Uh, because i was focused you know um but uh but 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 now uh you know i i've i've had a i've had a a good run just uh kind of kind of make this startup happen and uh and see where it goes yeah 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 well hey uh i always like to um, you got to let all our listeners know where to find you you mentioned you have hollowcomics.com right yep yeah, you can. Uh, so right now, if you go to hollowcomics.com, uh, you'll you'll notice the logo says Valhalla, um, and Valhalla is going to be the kind of parent company per se. Um, Hollow Comics is the entity um, <clears throat> because eventually the platform is that that I'm creating right now um, with with some software engineers is is going to also provide games uh from independent digital artists um and i'm looking for work right now from independent uh digital artists so if you have ebooks if you have vr comics or vr games or whatever it is that's 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 digital i can put those on my platform and support you um and you can just do that right if you just go into the contact contact section uh then uh, you'll be able to to get a hold of me right away. Yep. Cool. Do you do Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of that stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be starting an Instagram page, um, and I do have a Twitter page. Uh, it's super new. There's you know hardly anybody following it at the moment, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, there is something there, and uh, you're everybody's more than welcome to follow me there. Um, and I'll definitely put up an announcement when I have an official Instagram. Um, and uh, yeah. what's the what's the Twitter? What's the Twitter? Uh, the Twitter is Valhalla Deck. So Valhalla at Valhalla Deck. All right, all right. Like V A V A L H O L O D E C K. That is correct. Yep. Got it. Yep. Got it. All right. Cool. I got to make sure I'm following it myself. I didn't know you had the Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have been blasting you with, did you see that Star Wars trailer? Holy crap. <laughs> no way. Hey, I, sh- I think I might be following the, the, the Geek Show, maybe, if you have it. Uh, the Super Awesome Geek Show, maybe. Yeah, at, at Awesome Geek Show. Yeah. 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 Well, well, if you are, then I probably am following you back, and I just didn't realize, you know, because I usually yeah. follow. I usually follow back. I'm one of those kind of guys. Yeah. Beautiful. But um, yeah, Dark Ray. What'd you think of that, man? That blew my oh. mind. Just real quick, you know. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah. What the heck? What is going on in this world? <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that lightsaber is phenomenal right wouldn't oh, that be so cool the, the flip it's like a, it's like flipping pancakes oh my yeah. god just, like she a, just like, drops it and it flips out that like is a, a, like a switchblade dual blade yeah. lightsaber or something oh my god. yeah it's like uh, it's like west side story meets uh star wars you know <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah when i when i saw that i just about lost my shit i was just like oh what what did i just see what did i just see what was that and i had to like rewind it and i was just like my eyes just must have flew out of my head you know oh, like it yeah. was just I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was an oh my God moment for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was brilliant, good. brilliant marketing. If they, if you want to get someone talking about your product, their thing that's coming out, that's the way to do it. You know, they're oh, going to yeah. be, ta- we're going to be talking about it for months. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a good Christmas. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 Oh Yeah. Well, Jake, I just want to say thanks a lot for joining me here. I'm sure we could talk for hours, but I like to keep these things in a reasonable length, you know. <laughs> Concise and consolidated, yep. That's yeah. good. Well, right. is there is there anything else before we sign off? Is there anything you wanted to say that we might have missed? 
No, no, I just, uh, you know, like I said, like, again, um, just I'm definitely interested in what your fans have to say about uh, digital comics in general and if they have any ideas um, and also any anything that they've actually created. I'd love to see it and, uh, and uh, you know, build a community, I guess, of independent digital comic artists, game artists, etc., so. Yeah, yeah. Well, you had I, I had mentioned to you earlier that um, I had just talked to Sam Johnson about his Geek Girl comics, yeah. and you had said that you actually knew about him because being over there in the UK, you knew about him already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I haven't picked up any of the issues yet. I got to get into it. Yeah. yeah, it's actually it's a really good comic. I enjoy it a lot. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, not saying that, you know, anyone from the UK should know everybody from the UK. That's kind of, that's not what I'm getting at. I'm just saying that you happened, when I mentioned it the other day, you happened to be like, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've no, heard of him, you know, yeah. yeah there's this, uh, there's this comic book store around the corner, um, and, uh, and he has a ton of great independent stuff and uh, just a good selection um, and it's actually concise too. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah. uh, so yeah. it's a small place, but he just has a great. He's very selective about what he displays. It's just awesome. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a new trade coming out for Geek Girl, so it's it just oh, it, it just came out yesterday. So if he gets the trades in, he might get it. You know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll go and check it out for sure. Well, all right, Jake. Uh, just. Yeah, I guess uh, thanks a lot for coming on. It was cool talking to you, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again when yeah. the, as this gets going, you know. And um, everyone out there, I just really encourage you to check out Jake's stuff. It's really cool. And uh, this is the future of comics, wouldn't you say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 hope, I hope we can make it a bright future, you know. So, yeah. see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do together, you know. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Autobots, roll out! Oh! Hey, you've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast. Find us on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show. And as always, thanks a lot for tagging along. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. And we'll see you next time on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Yo, Joe!